everybody, and welcome back to the Loose Change Podcast, Counting Yards Edition, where we have Kyle and Tyler giving their two cents on everything football. This week, we're going to jump right into week one, give our previews for each matchup, pick a winner, and throughout the season, Kyle and I will keep track of our results for our winner picks, see who's better, who knows more, it's me, and then after that, we're going to give our survivor pick. We'll be doing a survivor pool between the two of us, a little friendly competition. After that, we're going right into fantasy booms and our way too early Super Bowl matchup prediction. It's football season. It's the time for some hot takes. No better place to start than Thursday night football. The time you're listening to this is probably coming tonight. You guys can't wait. We can't wait. Kyle, Thursday night football, Rams, Bills, who do you got? Oh, man, I have been patiently waiting for this game. I'm super excited for football to finally kick off. When that music starts playing, I am going to be giggling like a (laughs) schoolgirl. I'm taking the Rams in this one. I I think that the Rams just have an insanely balanced team. The addition of Bobby Wagner makes their defense even scarier. Uh, Allen Robinson replaces Robert Woods in that spot on offense. And I do have some concerns about Stafford's elbow later in the season, but it's week one. They've been kind Mm -hmm. of resting him, taking it easy. So I think they're coming out slinging at home. Um, And just uh, another little nugget for everybody listening. A-Rob, first touchdown of the game, plus 1,400. That's where I'm putting my money, $10. You're taking home $150. It's, It's just basically free money. So. You know what's crazy about that, Kyle, is because for those that are listening, they didn't know how hot you were with your first down touch score, first touchdown scorer bets. You hit them nearly every week last year. I swear. You'd I say a first touchdown, next touchdown guy, I hit him, I make 80 bucks on a $5 bet. You betting 1400 already had the books move it down. They probably saw Kyle's betting this. It's already down to 1100 so get in before the get in gets good or gets bad, I guess. Get in now at plus 1100. <laughs> it's plus 1100 now? They saw what you did. They saw you bet. They're like, we can't lose all this money again. We're moving the odds. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, uh, you should have taken it up plus 1400 and you should definitely take it up plus 1100. <laughs> I like that for sure. And I like. What are you thinking? Well, I like that bet especially. And I like all the Rams receivers this game. I'll tell you why, because White's still out. Like, White is a big part of the Bills' offense. He's like an all-pro defensive player. You take him out of the fold, you have Robinson, likely not going up against the double. That'll be Cup. Robinson gets a rookie corner defending him. Week one, I see McVay going there a few times. I see Stafford going there a few times. So I like Robinson to get a touchdown, probably first. And I like the Rams to carry that lead throughout the game. I think it's going to be close. The line's two and a half. It should be about that. Rams by a field goal or so. Yeah, that's kind of what I predict as well. The Rams uh, running game is definitely a big toss-up right now. No one really knows what to expect from Cam Akers. Um, With Henderson and Akers involved, Like I just expect them to air it out a lot um, in a tight game. So, yeah, I agree. And like you said, Sappard's elbow, I do worry about later in the season. But week one, no problem. And also, everyone's on the Bills. When everyone is on the Bills, you don't go with the Bills. It's Vegas. That's the sports book. They win money each 
day each week, they win money. So I'll be on their side with the Rams. I like Moving it. on to Sunday at one o'clock, we got your Baltimore Ravens. Ravens fan Kyle going up against the Joe Flacco Super Bowl champion Joe Flacco Jets. Do you see anything going down here that's interesting, or are we going to be turning the game off after the first quarter? I, I love Flacco. I'm excited to see uh, just his interactions with everyone uh, post game, see how he handles the loss. Right. But, um, <laughs> I, I, I'm fully expecting the Ravens to run away with this one. The oh, yeah. Jets have a lot of exciting young players, but I think you'll see them start to put it together a little bit further into the season. And uh, the Ravens are a little bit healthier this time of year. Yeah, I'm excited to see Brees Hall carry for the first six minutes of the game and then be benched because they're down by three touchdowns and you can't run the ball at that point. So it'll be exciting to see Brees Hall for the first quarter. Yeah. Brees Hall. uh, I think Michael Carter is going to get a lot of work too. It'd be interesting to see how they utilize those guys. Um, But I'm, I'm definitely paying attention to the jets receivers more so for fantasy purposes. Outside of Elijah Moore, do you think Corey Davis Mims is going to give them anything? Uh, not so much from Davis or Mims, but Garrett Wilson's a guy I'm keeping my eyes on for sure. Um, oh yeah, that's see... right. The rookie receiver. Yeah. I, I want to see who they, who their go-tos are. I think Elijah Moore is going to see a ton of work. We'll talk to, about that a little bit later, but yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see, but Ravens by like 20. Yeah. Ravens by a million. Um, so I have them by like 22, 23 points, whatever. Moving on to the Browns and Panthers, which is insane to me what's going on with the sports book. Kyle, it started. I'm not sure about if this started with Watson news. Everyone kind of assumed he wasn't going to play week one, though. The Browns started at minus four. They are now plus two. That's a six point move. There's 80 percent of the public betting the Panthers to win. I love Baker. I want him to win, but I am all over the Browns here. Am I wrong? I think you're wrong. Um, and I thought I was picking the underdog here. I didn't look at the lines beforehand, and I'm I'm taking the Panthers here. They are the uh, favorites. Mayfield's healthy. He showed that he could still play with a busted shoulder and a million other injuries last year. He's got the perfect script up against his former team with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, And the reality is he hasn't had DJ Moore or CMC, those levels of players to utilize in the offense. Uh, And the Panthers realistically have some really good young defenders in like Brian Burns and Jace Horn, uh, who's uh, now healthy as well. So I think the Panthers pull it out. True. I mean, you along with 80% of the public and the sports books have gotten scared going from minus four, the Browns all the way to the Panthers being favored by two. Rarely do you see a six point swing ever happen unless like Aaron Rodgers gets injured for the Green Bay Packers. This is crazy. So I'm really worried about it, but I am on the Browns because I still think they have the better team. And Jacoby Brissett's not a pushover. He's a game manager. If he can manage a game, he cannot lose you a game. He can't win you a game, but he can not lose it and let his more talented team win the game. You mentioned the weapons for the Panthers. That's true. But if you talk about like in the trenches, I'll take the Browns. Yeah, that uh, this game is going to be one in the trenches for sure. If the Browns can control the line of scrimmage on offense, uh, I, that's the only way I see them winning this game. Um, but if, if it comes down to a shootout, the, I think the Panthers pull it out. 
what would you say here? Who would you take? Uh, Baker Mayfield's passing touchdowns or Garrett Sachs? Who has more this game? Uh, I'm going to take uh, Mayfield passing touchdowns. True. I, I'd probably hit him at about three passing touchdowns. Wow. I, I like them both to finish with two. That's why I asked you that. Okay. But honestly, I am picking the Browns. That's my pick. But I am. I know that there's like pedaling a little bit, but I'm totally cheering for the Panthers. Baker was like their only quarterback to win them a playoff series since 1994. Not to mention the playoff game was against the friggin' Steelers. Hello. Like that's all time for Browns fans. And you ruin that with what you did at quarterback this offseason. We don't need to get into it, but my goodness. Um, go Panthers, but my pick are the Browns. Moving on to Colts Texans. What do you think, Kyle? Uh, this is a pretty easy one for me. I think I'm uh, taking the Colts. They just realistically have a better roster all around. Texans, I think, will do better than they did last year, but not enough to uh, beat the future ASC South champion Colts. Yeah, I think Colts go up big early. Texans get some garbage time touchdowns back, and the Colts finish up by like five points. But they're never going to be the- in worried of losing, I think. Yeah, I, I personally think it's going to be closer to a 10-point game just mm. because if the Colts do go up early, then you're just handing the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. So, I mean... That's a pretty good thing to do. Fair enough. <laughs> Not sure if the Texans have many guys to stop him. No. What do you think about the Jags and Commanders? That's kind of an interesting one, eh? Commanders at home, Jags on the road. Commanders favored by two and a half, so... Sports books aren't really sure either. I am taking the underdog here. I'm taking the Jags. Um, I think we're going to see a very different Trevor Lawrence this year. Uh, ETN's healthy. They completely revamped their wide receiving core. Uh, and you realistically have some really good defensive players and like Josh Allen, the linebacker, of course. Uh, you've got Trayvon Walker, your number one overall pick, who you've kind of have to showcase a little bit because he was not what people were expecting at number one overall. Uh, and I'm just not a huge fan of Washington this year. I mean, the commander's name choice wasn't exactly ideal, so I'm, I'm going <laughs> with the Jags. Yeah, this is going to be our second agreement, so our disagreement, sorry. We both picked Rams. We both picked Ravens. Both picked Colts. I picked Browns. You picked Panthers. I'm going Commanders while you picked the Jags. The Jags are still adjusting their new system. I get that a whole training camp, but sometimes it takes a little bit. The Commanders, people hate them for so much, many reasons, which is a lot of them are fair, but they still, I think, have more weapons and the better team than the Jaguars. The Jaguars stink still. The Commanders have Carson Wentz. And people hate him. I get it. I don't want him as my quarterback, but he's not not a starter. You know what I mean? Like, he can pull his own weight. He'll have amazing throws, and he'll have bad throws, but he'll have some amazing ones. And I'm absolutely not just faking confidence because he is my super flex quarterback. No, no, no. That's not what I'm doing. I am fully confident the commanders win this game. Mm-hmm. So, commander. <laughs> a lot of faith in Wentz. I love him. Man, it's crazy. <laughs> Uh, I got his jersey back in 2018, and then look what has happened since. Yeah, that was, uh, I think you just set the world on fire with your jersey sale. 
I know watch out for who comes next. I don't even want to buy another Jersey that ruin another career, but that being said, commanders over the Jags Patriots and dolphins dolphins have a lot of hype around them, Kyle, and I'm buying it. Dolphins also have won three games against the Patriots and I'm ready to see them make it four. got Tyree kill. You got Waddle two is ready to prove something and I'm not in on the Patriots this year. So I go dolphins. I'm with you on that one. I'm taking the Dolphins as well. Uh, Patriots lost J.C. Jackson in the offseason, which I think you're going to see a really big difference in their pass defense, and you now Mm. have to go against two really good wide receivers, assuming that Waddle is healthy. He was limited today in practice. At least Um, he's limited because he was doing nothing before. I I trust Mike McDaniels to get this done. Um, I've always loved him as a play caller. And I I think that he's going to be super creative uh, with his offense this year. And like I said, the Patriots are the worst team in that division. So, yeah, I'm fully with you there. I hope we have some Patriots fans listening right now that are just steaming at the year. DM us. Let us know what you think. Saints at Falcons to round out. Oh, sorry. Not to round out the one o'clock schedule. I'm getting ahead of myself. Saints at Falcons. Another one o'clock game. Kyle, what do you say? This is an easy one for me. The Saints should take this home all day. They're favored by about five and a half points. I think they win it by about that. Like, it seems like a good spread. More than a field goal, less than a touchdown. That's what I have them at. I I would take the spread on that, personally. The Saints have three very different wide receivers and a healthy Winston, Kamara, and realistically, we're a Super Bowl contender with Drew Brees. So if Winston can even be a shadow of Drew Brees, you should have no problem taking down the bottom of the barrel Falcons. And that wasn't peak Drew Brees either. That was Drew Brees can't throw 35 yards. And they yeah, were Super Bowl favorites. Yeah, exactly. So I, I hear what you're saying. Um, I definitely am not picking Falcons. I'm with you on the Saints. Spread I'm unsure about, but this is not what we're talking about. We're talking about the money line. All over the Saints. Moving on. Eagles at Detroit. Eagles by 100. They might set an NFL record in scoring and defense this game. I'm sorry. I love Hard Knocks, love Dan Campbell, but the Eagles might be the biggest wagon in the league. Eagles 75 to 7 or something like that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. The Lions sold out their first regular season game since like 2017 with this opening uh <laughs> opening really? game on sunday so there's clearly a lot of hype around the lions um i like what the eagles have done in the offseason so i'm definitely taking the eagles here the lions are still very unproven and very young so i expect them to be good this year but i don't expect them to beat the future super bowl contender eagles yeah Thank you for saying that. I'm all over the Eagles and Super Bowl chances. Moving on to the Bengals hosting the Steelers. Steelers with Trubisky as the confirmed starter. Pickett as the confirmed backup. Thank God Steelers fans don't have to deal with Rudolph as the backup. They go straight to Pickett. Thank God that's the plan. But Trubisky's starting. Burrow back. A bit of an improved offensive line. Do you think there's any chance the Steelers sneak away with an upset victory here? No chance. They're in Cincinnati. 
Uh, we're talking hard nosed football game. Cincinnati just has the better roster. I don't expect it to be as high of a scoring game as people probably think, just mm. because it's AFC North football. Uh, but I, I do expect Cincy to uh, come out swinging and get away with a win. Yeah, the over-under is kind of short, 44.5. I agree with you. I would take the under there. I think Pittsburgh finishes with less than 20 points, and the Bengals don't finish with more than 25. Yeah, usually these AFC North games are like a one-score game. So We're both on the Bengals then. Moving on to my pick for the survivor pool. I'm just going to get straight into it. The 49ers at the Bears. I'm taking the 49ers strictly because it is officially fade the Bears season. SZN season. The Bears have few offensive weapons, bottom three O-line, nearly zero playmakers on defense. Meanwhile, I'm high on Trey Lance, but I've been wrong about QBs before once. So I will take the 49ers here over the Bears. This might be the easiest win they get all season. And if Lance isn't looking good, early on in the year, I don't want to have to pick the 49ers later in the season. So that's why they're my survivor pick. I could have gone with the Ravens or the Broncos, which I love both of those teams to win, but I have to go 39, 49ers here. Trey Lance could literally shit the bed. And I still think they beat the bears by two touchdowns. Yeah, I'm taking the 49ers here as well. This is just kind of a no brainer for me. Um, if you look back at, I believe it was last year, Jimmy G started off the season awful. He had like eight eight touchdowns and nine interceptions or something in the first couple of games, and they That's were six zero to start the season. Oh, really? <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. yeah. So, I mean, That's proven my point. I, I don't think that I don't think that the 49ers lose because of Trey Lance. Um, I think that there will be some kinks to work out. I still think Trey Lance is going to be exceptional for fantasy, and I do think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. Um, but I just – the 49ers roster is just so stacked. Their defense looks so good on paper. Their mm. offense between Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. You've got Trent Williams on the blind side. Like, you've just got so many pieces there. Um, I'm curious to see how their offense shakes out with uh, Mike McDaniels leaving to Miami. But I, yeah. I definitely think – the 49ers should take a walk away with this one. No problem. It'll be a different offense, but it's going to be a run heavy offense. That's for sure. And the bears run D this year. I don't think anyone in the world is excited for. So yeah. 49ers going to run away, all over them. They traded away their best pl- defensive player in Khalil Mack. And Akeem Hicks is now in Tampa, I believe. So I mean, their their defense has just gotten worse. Right. So leaving their third best player, who wants to trade? Roquan yeah. Smith. Like, <laughs> yeah. their defense is in shambles. So the 49ers might get literally like 300 rush yards this game. I wouldn't be surprised. Legit. Like, it's going to be possible. 49ers all day. Moving on to the... Uh, of them. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be nice. <laughs> Moving on to the 4 o'clock hour. We got the Packers and the Vikings. Vikings are the slight underdogs. Packers only favorited by a point and a half. What do you think, Kyle? Are the Packers going to walk into Minnesota and come out with one? No. Um, The Vikings are going to take this one home. Really? Uh, 
so I was teetering here. Um, Dude, the me Packers too. seems like <laughs> the Packers seems like such an obvious pick. Like they've just been a powerhouse. But historically, the Packers and Vikings split their series each year. They're usually one one. Um, the Vikings are at home. That was my deciding factor. Uh, I, I personally think that they can sneak away with one. And I think that we're going to see a very different Minnesota offense. Kevin O'Connell brings over uh, his playbook from the Rams. Uh, for those of you that don't know, he was their OC last year, part of that Super Bowl run, and brings in just a whole fresh start for this Vikings offense. I'm expecting him to really take advantage of players like Jefferson and that Cooper Cup role. Um, he's You're going to see Delvin Cook split out wide um they've been lining him up as a wide receiver and stuff oh so. baby that's exciting dalvin cook season is upon us um i think <laughs> that their offense is just gonna look really good and i do expect the packers to figure it out but for the first couple of weeks their offensive side of the ball is going to be very suspect you've got two rookie wide receivers who weren't even first round picks. So that tells you that like they're relatively developmental guys um, who are just realistically freakishly athletic. They need to learn the playbook. They need to learn Aaron Rodgers, and he needs to learn them. And I think it's going to take a few weeks for them to really find their groove. So I I think there's going to be a lot of dropped passes and uh, missed routes, things like that, that could potentially lead to interceptions or at the very least incompletions. Wow, that is insane that we're so on the same. Can you hear You're me? You're taking the Vikings too? Yeah, I am on the Vikings. And we actually said like the exact same thing, which, which is crazy. Because in my notes, I have, it's Dalvin Cook's season. He's healthy, so bet on the Vikings while he's healthy. I have the Packers not figuring it out with their rookie receivers. And if it was at Lambeau, I'll take the Packers. But since it's not, I'm on the Vikings. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I thought I was uh taking a shot in the dark there, but I'm glad that we're on the same page for that one. Yeah, look at us go. Alrighty, go yeah, I, we're on both on the Vikings. Moving on to another four o'clock game, I'll probably be flipping between this one and the next one. The Chiefs and the Cardinals. Okay, Chiefs at Cardinals. So in the Arizona, Chiefs are favored by six points. Chiefs historically against the spread, especially since the Mahomes era, not great, but they win. And I think that's what happens here. I think the Chiefs win probably less than six, but you don't think Mahomes and Andy Reid have heard all this nonsense in the offseason about Tyree Kill, that him leaving the offense going to affect their performance a lot? No, 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 no. I have Mahomes over 2.5 passing TDs at plus 145 in this game as a friggin' lock. One of those being the end, the game ending, game winning fourth quarter drive passing touchdown, probably to Kelsey or something. Yeah, it's a pretty good prediction. I think the Chiefs pull this one out as well. Uh, you've realistically, like, I mean, the Chiefs still have an extremely good roster and they're always going to win out with Mahomes. Uh, the Cardinals are also really struggling with injuries. I saw today JJ Watt and Marcus Golden are expected to miss the game on Sunday, I believe. So that's your two top pressure defenders on defense. You let Jordan Hicks walk in the off season. So you've got your second year linebacker and Zayvon Collins manning the middle. Um, 
So it's just realistically, like, do you have the defense to go out and stop the Chiefs? Even if he's throwing to Juju Smith-Schuster, like, what are you doing to stop that offense with Mahomes and Kelsey? And I just don't see it happening. So I think the Chiefs walk away with one. Yeah, and the Cardinals are missing DeAndre Hopkins, who is a big part of when they look good. I think they look the best when Kyler can just say, frigate, DeAndre's down there somewhere. Yeah, for sure. The one thing I'd be a little bit worried about is the Cardinals do typically start out pretty hot, but they're just dealing with a lot of missed players. Like I think I thought I thought I saw something about Rondale Moore uh, potentially missing Sunday as well. So, he is questionable, like, you're right. So we'll see. Yeah. So, I mean, if they have to rely on A.J. Green to go into a shootout with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, you know who my money is on. <laughs> I'm right there with you. So <laughs> yeah. I'll be switching between that game and this game here, the Raiders and the Chargers. You know I said I'm not missing a division game from this division. And you can't. It's must-watch TV. Thank God it's that Sunday at 4, so we don't have to flip between all the games here. Raiders at Chargers, Chargers favored by three. Kyle, who do you have? You say the Raiders are favored by three? No, no, Chargers are favored by three at home. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers here. The Raiders offensive line has just looked kind of lost. Um, They went out and drafted Alex Leatherwood last year, who is uh, now on another team's practice squad, I think, or he got picked up off waivers. But... um, it just speaks volumes to what their offensive line has done. And you have to deal with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. So I just, I don't see how the Raiders offense keeps up when they're just getting absolutely destroyed by two of the top pass rushers in the league. Um, And you're realistically going against one of the best offenses in the league. You've got Herbert airing it out to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. Like, yeah. Uh, this is a no-brainer for me. I, I do expect these games to typically be close, and it'll be a good game to watch, but I think the Chargers get it, get it here. I like the Chargers, and I like the Raiders. Their offenses are amazing, and you made a great point last week. You said if the Raiders were in any other division, they could win it, but since they're in this division with the Chargers, Chiefs, and Broncos, they won't, and this is why because they're going to lose week one to the Chargers. They're a great team with great offense, but the Chargers, like you said, Eckler, uh, Joey Bosa, uh, you got friggin' Herbert, Keenan Allen. I, I don't need to go on and on with all their weapons, but it's slightly better than the Raiders on the defensive side of the ball. So I'll go Chargers. One thing I will say for you fantasy footballer people out there, um, the Chargers are supposed to be down J.C. Jackson this week, which I, I do think changes the line of this game a little bit. Chargers should still take it, but more so for fantasy, Devontae Adams is going to have a heyday. Like, your top corner is out, and your QB is going to be under pressure. You're going to see a lot of Devontae Adams across the middle of the field, and he's just going to feast. True. And it's Devonta Adams with Waller and Renfro on the other side. So he's not going to be as double teamed as he was in Green Bay. Yeah, with JC Jackson, though, you can't really one on one him too often. So I like the Chargers, but like you said, it's going to be a close game. I like the Chargers by maybe a point, maybe a field goal. 
I think it comes yeah, down to zero, zero, to zero on the clock. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we got Giants and Titans also in the four o'clock hour. Probably won't be watching much of this game, to be honest with you, because the Titans should have Derrick Henry running all over the New York, New Jersey Giants. What a premier matchup. <laughs> we got um, the yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Titans should take this one. I'm not really expecting much from the Giants this year, and uh, the Titans are the reigning one seed in the AFC. So well, there you go. They're also going to win it again this year, just like I said last week. We don't have to spend too much time on that. All over Titans. Derrick Henry probably finished with with like four touchdowns. Sunday night football, baby. We got the Buccaneers. Tom Brady, his depleted offensive line, and his many weapons minus Godwin go up against the Cowboys with their many weapons minus Cooper minus their left tackle couple of injured defensive lines who do you think wins this matchup Kyle so uh first and foremost I think that Godwin might actually play really um yeah he was I believe a full participant today so depending what they want to do he could be out there week one I have no idea. Um, regardless, I do think that the Buccaneers take this. If this is any indication of last year, like last year when these two teams played, it was like an absolute shootout. I can't remember what the final score was, but it was like over 60 points. I remember so, that game. Yeah, it was wild for fantasy. Everyone did well. I'm expecting the exact same thing. My biggest thing that I'm watching in this game is how the Bucks O-line is going to hold up. Um, they're starting centers out for the year and they lost Ali Marpet uh, to retirement. So I just think that the interior of their offensive line has a lot to prove. Um, but realistically it's Tom Brady. He's got lots of great weapons around him um, and they still have one of the top defenses in the league. So I think that the Bucks uh, take one here. Taking the Bucks, eh? Um, yeah, Cowboys at home is what's shifting me away from that. And I'm an Eagles fan, so I hate rooting for the Cowboys, but many of them are on my fantasy team. So I am rooting for the Cowboys. This isn't this weird like dilemma. I'm in this catch-22 parallel universe where I want the Cowboys to do well, but also bad. But it's Tom Brady, so I hate Tom Brady. Wait, what team do I root for? I settled on the Cowboys. The Cowboys have a lot of weapons. They have a healthy DAC. They have... Zeke Pollard in the backfield. I love what they're doing in on the defensive side of the ball and in their O-line. So I'm going Cowboys. Everyone's going to say Brady's washed. Is it the year that father time finally wins? Because he's going to lose the first game to Dallas. And then he's going to be 11 and two by week 14. It's just how I see the season going. Everyone loves to count out Brady after one bad game. I see it happening early on and then never again. So I take the Cowboys. Interesting. So that's, is that three that we're on opposite sides there now? That's right. The Sunday night football game. We are in disagreement. You take the Jags. I take the commanders. You take the Panthers. I take the Browns. That's our three. There we go. Monday Night Football, I'm sure we're on the same side. Seahawks, right? (laughs) No. Obviously. Broncos by a million. Russ, I'm not sure it's not out on the betting odds yet. 
whatever his passing TD is, TD's odds is, it could be minus 400, <laughs> bet it. Like, you're winning money. He's going to throw and cook the Seahawks. Let's ride. Let's ride, <laughs> Mr. Unlimited. Let's ride, Broncos country. Yeah, I Russ is out for blood in this one, and he's going against geno smith so uh do with that what you will but the broncos should this should be a cakewalk for them so those are our 16 picks for the 16 matchups we'll be keeping track and updating you guys on how we did next week uh i see one of us going 16 and 0 i really do i feel pretty great about all of our picks um i don't know if you got if you're ready cap should we do it okay we're just gonna do it we're gonna do it it's our way too early Super Bowl matchup predictions. We just gave week one predictions with almost no knowledge about how teams really are going to be this year. So why don't we go ahead and give our way too early Super Bowl prediction too? What do you have, Kyle? Who's making it from each team? And who do you have winning the whole thing? Or each so, uh, league, sorry. Yeah. So uh, I have the Bills taking on the 49ers as my Ooh, Super Bowl That's the spicy of the 49ers. On paper, both teams um, are probably the most well-rounded rosters. Uh, I'm a huge advocate for defenses win championships. And Mm. both teams have just done a lot to have very strong defenses in all three departments. Uh, The 49ers made it to two NFC championships on the back of a very average Jimmy Garoppolo, um, including last year. So... I think that Trey Lance is going to be that wild card missing piece that he can keep keep teams guessing, open up the playbook a little bit more. He's got a huge arm. Uh, he'll get Brandon Ayuk more involved. So I think the 49ers um, have a, a really good shot to get there this year. Um, the Bills were a coin toss away from making it to the AFC Championship last year. Literally so a coin toss, as, yeah. Literally a coin toss away. Uh, Josh Allen seems to get better every year. Uh, you're realistically replacing Emmanuel Sanders with Gabe Davis, who people expect to make a huge jump. Um, and you've added Vaughn Miller to the defensive side of the ball to an already stingy defense. So I, th- I think that all of those additions um, and changes have just made their teams better. And they've already been so close that they're just bound to make it there. Um, assuming that this happens, probably will um i would probably have to take the bills just because i think experience kind of wins out a little bit um from josh allen versus trey lance is what it comes down to for me yeah i mean that's a good pick the 49ers they have a great defense you say defense wins championships i don't want to disagree with you there uh the bills have a great defense so they're going to be right up there too Everyone's on the Bills, um, and it's hard not to be. They're the highest favorites to win the whole damn thing at plus 600. Some sites have them all the way at plus 400, which is insane to me. But Wow. Yeah, right? Because that's implying odds of like 20% chance. Anyways, I have the Bills making it and losing to the NFC team that makes it through. It's a hard pick for me because the... 49ers, I could see doing it. The Rams, I wouldn't be surprised if they made it back there. Look what they have it. But I have to do what I have to do. Philadelphia Eagles winning the Super Bowl. 
over the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> they are so loaded. Jalen Hurts is going to show everyone what he is made of this year. He's a franchise quarterback. I'm ready to go. I am all aboard the wagon. Choo choo. Let's go, Sirianni. Meet you at Dal Sandro's after the game. Is this the Jalen Hurts revenge tour now? It's officially the Jalen Hurts revenge tour. Last <laughs> week it was Lamar. Now it's Jalen Hurts. Yeah. No, um, I do have a lot of confidence in the Eagles this year. And if they can put it together, they have one of the scariest rosters in the league. So I am on board with you there. <laughs> Love it. So that's Super Bowl matchup predictions. You got Bills 49ers. I got Bills Eagles. You got Bills winning. I got the Eagles winning it. I'm just going to cut in. Um, I know we talked about it briefly about the survivor pick from earlier. You were taking the 49ers over the Bears. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously, I want to make sure everyone gets the correct information for me. So that's fair. I, I'm just going to roll with uh, my familiar side and the Ravens here. I just think that week one is the most unpredictable week. So for those of you that play Survivor, you don't want to be that guy that loses week one. Uh, wait and see guy. what teams are capable of. Just bet on the realistically one of the bigger matchups um, that you're, you're pretty confident in. So Ravens should beat the Jets. Yeah, got to agree with you there. That's a great pick. So your pick is the Ravens minus the 49ers. Pick those teams in your survivor pool if you're considering what to do. The season starts tonight, so get a survivor pool going and pick those guys. Kyle, do you have any uh, last things to say about the week before we get into our fantasy prediction, our fantasy segment? No, just tune in, watch lots of football. Uh, Don't drink and drive. And yeah, just uh, have a great time. I'm Love you, super mom. Excited for football weekend. Love you too, mom. Here we go. Fantasy booms. Kyle, I'll let you start off. Give me a running back. Who's going to be a running back that booms this week? So I tried to go with someone that you might be able to still pick up in redraft leagues, potentially even uh, more of like a, a deeper uh dynasty league or anything like that Uh, i went with mike davis so there's a couple of things like i mean there's a lot of really top tier running backs that you could pick here i wanted to give you guys some something juicy Mm -hmm. um i've got the the ravens inside scoop so (laughs) ravens inside (laughs) inside source um gus edwards on ir jk dobbins still recovering from an acl injury Lamar let it slip in an interview today that he was excited for J.K. Dobbins to be back out on the field in a couple of weeks. Oh, really? So for those of you that follow John Harbaugh, he is the worst source of injury information. He loves to make other teams (laughs) guess what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And I really thought that Dobbins was going to play in this game. Even with Dobbins playing, I still think Davis is a, a smash hit, but if Dobbins doesn't play Davis just becomes that much more valuable. He's an established vet that's been with the team all training camp and all off season. Unlike someone like Kenyon Drake, who just recently signed with the team. Yeah. You have an offense that historically wants to run the ball with Greg Roman and is schemed to do so with Lamar. And you're playing a Jets defense that gave up the fourth 
most rushing yards per game, 138.3 rush yards per game last year and the most points per game last year. So you add that to the game script, which the Ravens are going to be up by a hundred and <laughs> they're just going to run the ball down the jets throat. So Mike Davis is just a smash hit. Like I, I fully expect him to see 20 plus touches in this. I don't expect him to be super efficient, but if I could get, you know, 20, 20 touches, probably 15 carries, five catches and a touchdown out of Mike Davis. That is absolutely worthy of a a flex start for me. Wow. I love that you're saying that because I am in a dynasty league where I've just destroyed my RB room and I will be starting Mike Davis as my RB too. So I'm excited to see how, how well he does. He's going to boom. Feel confident. Feel confident. Mike Davis. Boom. Mike Davis scored a touchdown plus 140. Might have to jump on that. Yeah, those are those lines are gonna shift. Like J.K. Dobbins, is, I think was plus one twenty anytime touchdown last I checked. Right. So uh, now that there's only one RB, he'll probably shift yeah. right down. So, so if, if, if you're listening now, go bet, go bet, go bet, go bet, go bet. I like that. What about, what about you, Tyler? Who's uh who's one of your booms of the week? I'll start with my RB uh, boom of the week. It's Antonio Gibson. Uh, for similar reasons to you, he's home against the Jags and the Jags were not good against the run either last, last year. They're not going to be this year game script. Similarly to you, I see working in Washington's favor and Gibson also doesn't have much competition because his highest competition got shot a few times, a few weeks back. Um, apparently he's doing well and he's going to miss at least four games. I don't understand how you get shot a few times and then show up in week five, but Antonio Gibson is going to be the only healthy back in week one. See a good game script. I project about 125 total yards counting yards, one touchdown. Okay. I like that pick. Uh, has anybody questioned Gibson about this shooting? Cause like I don't know. I like specifically targeted the lower extremities. Like we're talking, come on, shot, like <laughs> shoot him in the leg. Shot, it was a shot in the quad. And I believe it was a shot in the ass as well. So like multiple gunshot wounds to his legs and, yeah, I am on the Antonio Gibson train, even though I absolutely hated him earlier this year. I think that uh, he just doesn't have any competition now. And for mm-hmm. people think, thinking Robinson's going to be back week five, I think they're dreaming a little bit. Yeah, and Gibson might get a fumble, but that still won't take away enough from his fantasy boom. He's definitely getting over 100 yards because I don't see the Jags blowing them out. It'll be at least close enough for them to run. And one touchdown sure. just seems fair because Wentz won't be throwing all the touchdowns. There's my pick. Yeah. Wow. So how about you for wide receiver? Who's your boom at wide receiver this week? So I have two, um, but I'm going to give you one on the opposite side of the ball. Elijah Moore um, on the opposite side of the Ravens. Okay, okay, okay. So I tr- I didn't want to double down on the same matchup. Uh, I'm just super familiar with specifically Joe Flacco. You got the inside sources, the dude. Ravens. I, I've got the inside sources. My phone's been going off the hook all day today. <laughs> um, but so let me throw something at you. So Flacco, last year, 
he played in two games and he threw 42 passes. 31% of those passes went to Elijah Moore. So that's a 31% target share. Elijah Moore's best performance last year in week 11. Guess who's under center? My man, Mr. Elite, Joe Flacco. Mr. Elite. Mr. Elite gives Elijah Moore an eight for 141 and one in week 11, which uh, I believe is like 29 points. (laughs) Elijah Moore is a second year wide receiver. He's going to start to figure it out. And last year after their buy in week six, he was averaging eight targets and five receptions per game, 19 fantasy points per game in PPR formats. And he was the wide receiver five before he got hurt. Um, the Ravens secondary is uh, going to be a lot better, a lot healthier than they were last year, but they did give up the most passing yards per game last year. Um, I do expect that to change quite a bit, but the reality is the Jets are going to have to air it out a ton in this game just to keep pace. Um, lots of garbage time yards and stuff. So I, I think Elijah Moore has wide receiver one potential this week. Wow. I like that. I like how you're giving booms that are drafted late because it's kind of given me um, some good. You could say Eckler. Obviously, he's going to boom, but those are some good picks. I like Elijah Moore for that reason, too. You shouldn't be scared to go two of the same guys in your booms, too. You know your shit. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, like you go draft a guy like Stefan Diggs, like you're obviously you have him in your starting lineup. So I want to try to keep it with some of these guys that you might be flirting with the decision on uh, like Elijah Moore or um, I don't know, DK Metcalf. I would probably take Elijah Moore over DK this week. Okay. yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, I assume people that drafted this guy for me are going to be starting him, but maybe not. Maybe you're not because he was drafted in the seventh or eighth round. It's Devonta Smith of the Eagles. I think AJ Brown is going to take a lot of attention away. I think Detroit's planning on shutting down AJ Brown. It's going to be hard, but I think they're going to try and do it. And Devonta Smith with being the second guy in the offense to pay attention to maybe even third, if they care about Goddard too much, I like him to make some plays. I know that the Eagles fan base have been wanting some more passes Hertz has improved his accuracy supposedly throughout the offseason. They want to call more passes. Let's see it. You're playing against Detroit. It's the best time to do it. If A.J. Brown's getting doubled, look out for Devonta Smith to finish with seven receptions, but 120 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I like it. Um, I don't know if I see him getting that much volume, but I definitely see him uh, with the possibility of topping that 100-yard mark and uh, a touchdown. I think we're going to see a lot more Devonte Smith on the outside this year um, with AJ Brown and Goddard taking the defense's attention over the middle as well. So yeah, um, some very longer receptions. Eh? Like, yeah, very possible. You get like that 40 yard bomb to Devonte Smith down the sidelines. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I want to change my projection. Let's go six receptions, 120 yards. You're right. That's what we're going to see here. So <laughs> Devonta Smith is my wide receiver. Do you have one more boom to finish us off for fantasy booms of the week? I do. I have one more. Um, This is a guy that you're probably going to start in your lineup regardless. Um, But just to give you, you know, that little bit of extra oomph and confidence. um, My third boom is Tyreek Hill. So, okay, here we go. I mentioned it earlier. The Patriots secondary now no longer has JC Jackson. Tyreek Hill has 
looked impressive all off season. Um, he's also talked a lot this off season, so you know he's got to back it up. <laughs> he um, really has. And I think that people really slept on him. Like I don't know where he was going in redraft, but he was like the wide receiver eleven or twelve off the board in a lot of leagues which we're talking a guy that was like a top three wide receiver for a couple of years. So uh, I, I realistically think Tua will look for him on the deep ball and we'll find ways to get um, the ball to Tyreek in space. And uh, I've already talked a lot about Mike McDaniel, but as an offensive coordinator, he knows how to utilize his playmakers. You're going to see reverses, screens. Mm, yeah. Might even see Tyreek Hill line up in the backfield. Um, and, and I really see that uh, Tyreek is just going to be fully utilized more so than he was in Kansas City. He's just a stud. He's a playmaker. So I think you're right. He's going to do it a lot week one, too, because we alluded to Waddle just coming back to practice in a limited capacity a few days before he's supposed to play in week one, missed most of camp. I could see Hill taking a lot more snaps than Waddle. Absolutely. And I think the best case scenario is Waddle is out on the field, but potentially not 100% where the defense still has to account for him. Uh, but Tyreek Hill can still be the, the focal point and um, we'll see more volume because of that. Right on. So those are our fantasy booms of the week. Plug them in your lineup, bet on them to score touchdowns and bet on their over yards. Make some money, make some fantasy wins happen. Absolutely. And don't forget your A-Rob first touchdown. Yes, please be sure to hammer that. By the time you're listening to it, it's probably like plus 300, but still hammer it. It's going to happen. That does it for episode two of Counting Yards presented by Loose Change. Kyle, thank you so much for joining me. Um, and Thanks we'll see for you having next me. Week. Yeah, here we go. NFL football, baby. Woo! Woo! Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs>